Welcome to the Screw It Podcast with the Joneses, Carlos and Jordan Jones. If you've ever come face to face with faith or failure, this podcast is for you. We talk about it all. The good, the bad, the real, the wrong. From relationships to redemption, from business to finance, race, religion, politics, injustice, and more. If you've said screw it to it, we're probably talking about it. Which will you choose? Join our host now, Carlos Jones and Jordan Jones for the Screw It Podcast. Screw it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Screw It Podcast. Hey, guys, listen, if you joined us for part one, I know it was exciting, but here's part two. We're back with Miss J.J. Simmons speaking Woo! on her book, Without Bruises, and we're also parallel paralleling it to Pastor Carlos's book, Screw It. And so we got some amazing content. So before I go into, uh, before we go into our next thing, let's just go ahead and get into it, man. Wow. Hey, so it's uh, Pastor Carlos here again and uh, Pastor Jordan. We've got... JJ on with us. The first one, we really talked about some crazy stuff. I wish you guys would have heard the stuff that we talked about offline and we may publish that at some point. Uh, But this second interview, we want to talk about uh, when God calls you out, when he calls you out of uh, something that we have done. Like I, I was called out of football, right? Uh, JJ, she has, she's going to talk a little bit about her calling out. We'll ask her about that. Uh, you were called out. You were, you're a comedian. Yes, I mean, and you were in Hollywood, but yes. you, you decided to go into ministry. And so we had those screw it moments where we were headed down a path Correct. and then God kind of like got us on that road to Damascus experience. Correct. And now we are, we're moving into a different element. And so we kind of want to talk about that this morning. What does it look like? And do you have to put a suit and tie on and call yourself preacher or pastor to be a deliverer of God's message? What does that well, look like for, for everybody that is in different phases, whether business, entertainment, uh, you know, home, school, whatever it looks like, you know, what does it look like when God says, I want you to, to be utilized for me how do we make that transition? And what are some of the challenges that we we face when we go into that? Because I know it's a lot of people that's out there right now. You're doing some stuff, but you feel a tugging on you. Mm-hmm. You feel like I should be doing something else, but you don't fit what you think you're supposed to be going mm-hmm. in. And so how do we validate and lift them up today to get that's that going? Great, that's good. That's you ready? Great. You guys ready? JJ, you ready? I am ready. All right. Yes. Oh, let's get ready to rumble. Okay. So I'll start it off. So I was a football player, uh, High Tower High School, played football, got a football scholarship to Tennessee State, uh, played ball there, was uh, getting ready to be drafted uh, by the Atlanta Falcons, where they were looking at me. They, you know, you never know until draft day. Uh, and so being a good football player, known in the city, uh, known on campus, uh, known back home, you know, with, with friends and family, everybody's rooting for me to go to the NFL. That's, that's It's been a lifelong dream for me. Uh, to go play. Uh, I got injured my sophomore year. I had to get surgery on my shoulder. They had to cut off the end of the collarbone, sew the muscle and the cartilage back up together. And I took off my junior year. And uh, during that time, man, my passions just kind of changed. Like God showed me that I was more than a football player because before I was an athlete. So I I thought that football was everything to me. And uh, as I I continued to to move forward. I started taking religious studies courses. I started to take um, classes in uh, New Testament, African spirituality, the seven religions of the world. I went into this thing, man. And so when I went back to football that senior year, my passion was not the same as it was before. 
And so I remember one day my professor came to me and he said, hey, I want you to introduce this professor. And at that time, I was really struggling with my faith because I said, OK, you know what? I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in the church. But if, if there is something else that I should be believing in doing, I need to do that as opposed to just believing something just because I was taught it. Like, because what about the folks that grow up uh, in Confucianism or they grow up Islamic? Like, what about these people? So I started to delve into these particular topics. And, and JJ, I went and I studied, you know, a lot of the atheists and I, I read a lot of the blogs and all of that information. And, and when I got to this professor, his name was Dr. Michael Brown. I introduced him on campus. And in the first 30 minutes of his uh, message or his uh, presentation, he had answered all the questions that I was on a quest to find. And so afterwards, I said, uh, hey, uh, uh, Dr. Brown, I love what you're talking about. I love this. I want to study more, but I don't have any money. And he, he reached out to me and he said, hey, look, you go apply to the school. The school was Emory University. He said, apply to the school. If you get accepted, we will take care of everything else. And I was like, what? And then I told people it was Emory and they was like, man, that's a pretty good school. Like it's, it's a prestigious school. And I realized they only had like 300 black people at the time. And so me coming from a dumb jock mentality, I said, you know what? They're not going to accept me. So I made a deal with God. I said, God, if uh, I get accepted to this school, I'm not going to the NFL combine. And lo and behold, two weeks before the NFL combine, I got accepted and I had to make a decision. Like, do I go back on what I told God? And my dad's words always rang true. He said, if you make a vow, always keep it. Your word is your bond. And so I kept it. I told my teammates, told my coaches that I wasn't coming back for that last year. And man, just the shock of everybody that was around us that 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 kind of took that on. And then it led kind of into ministry, went to um, Emory, got my Master's of Divinity. And so here I am today. But there's a lot that comes into play with that. But I, I said that because I wanted JJ to kind of talk about uh, what are some things that you're dealing with internally now as God is calling you to this next season? Ooh. Well, first off, just thank you for sharing that because people need to hear how God can lead you in a different direction that isn't necessarily where everybody else wants you to go. Um, you know, right now it's been a three years since I left radio I've done radio for 26 years. Wow. That's a long time since I was 16. And um, and so when I left, I had a whole identity crisis because, well, who am I if I'm not attached to this? Like, who am I? I've been attached to it forever since yeah. I was still learning myself. So battling that identity crisis, battling my value, because when you are in a in in the limelight all the time and then you're not in the limelight anymore yes, people too. go away very quickly and and that was very painful to see people leave like where y'all at <laughs> like it's <laughs> still me like wait am i not cool anymore wow. so um i had to battle that as well and then just being totally transparent because I know my, my coach is in the room with y'all. I don't want her shaking her head. Um, I have battled my worthiness and my, and it's so interesting because, and I'm sure you all know this, especially being pastors, if y'all gonna keep it real, right? Like it's so easy for us. Yeah. Yes, you are. (laughs) So it's so easy for us to, 
pour into <laughs> others and know exactly what to say to others, but then yes. not do it for our own selves, right? And so right. I have battled, you know, with being qualified. I, I know when God told me I would be going into ministry and that that ministry was going to look non-traditional. Mm-hmm. And I was like, me? Like, what you mean me? Like, I'm the radio girl. I've been on the radio for like, people gonna look at me crazy. Like, what do you mean? And so I have, I've been, that's something I'm working on even till today because my whole life has been about what people think. I've mm. always had to worry about ratings. I've had to worry about how I look. You know what I mean? When radio yeah. took a turn and turned into all types of media, then social media came out. Now people really see you. Like I've always had to worry about what people think. So to now tell myself only what God thinks matters. Mm. Only what he says makes sense. Like, like if he's calling you to do this, it's not it's not wrong, <laughs> you know, right. who cares what, how other people view it. You got to keep doing your purpose. So, um, yeah, it is no joke. It's no joke. Wow. I was watching. So Pastor Jordan, I was watching Kanye West uh, interview with Nick Cannon. And uh, one of the things that he mentioned, he says, you know, I'm a new convert. I just really became a believer a year ago. He said, uh, I've been in church my whole life, but I recently just, you know, gave my life to Christ. And uh, he talked about the whole movement that he started with the uh, uh, Sunday service. And he said when he was in the hospital the first time going through a psychotherapy, uh, he started reading the Bible and uh, God told him to start a church in Calabasas. And so when he came out, you know, that was a part of one of the things that he wanted to do. And so he said that last year, now listen, last year he spent $150 million on Sunday service. He said that $150 million was supposed to actually be in marketing uh, for his shoes. But since his shoes were selling so well, he took that money and he put it into the kingdom. And he said once he did that, you know, the reap on that was infinite. He say how he talks about how he goes from 3.3 billion to 6.6 billion dollars. Now we're not talking about millions, yeah. 6.6 billion. And he gets on it and he's talking about, you know, people think I'm crazy. And one of the things that stuck out to me, JJ, he said, if Kanye West ever starts to speak normal, then <laughs> the rest of the world is in trouble. Mm. Um, he said, that if I ever if I ever start to, to sound normal to y'all, the rest of the world is in trouble. And I was like, wow, he said, because I'm an extraordinary person. <laughs> so so right. my, my views, everything needs to be extreme because I'm not just yeah. an ordinary person. And, and he said, you know, all of the stuff, the criticism that I get, he said, when I cry about my daughter, when I do these particular things and when I stand up for God, he said, I'm not doing this because I want to be uncool. He's like, who goes to Forbes and tell them to put me in the magazine because I want to be uncool. I don't want to be uncool. He said, but <laughs> I would rather be rejected by man yes. and accepted by God. Yeah. He said, Forbes rejected me, but God recognized me. Right. And since he recognized yeah. me, he said, I had to make a decision. Am I going to serve God? Am I going to serve man? And he's like, that's it. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to do yeah. what God is calling me to do. And one thing I can tell you, JJ, is that anytime you follow God's promise, when you follow the, 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 the calling, when he says that many are called, but only few are chosen, he will take care of us. I wanted to go to the to the league, and I tell the story all the time because I wanted to buy my parents a house. I want them to have a pool in the backyard. 
I wanted them not to have to worry about anything. And in a sense, I wanted to be their savior. Well, well, here's the deal. Here we are a few years later. They got a house. They got a pool in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Everything that I wanted to give them, there was the desire of my heart. God gave it to them, but it wasn't because I played football. I believe it was because God honored our choices to be able to follow him and do what God has called us to do. And so we do have Mm. to make that where we say, you know what? Screw hey, screw it. <laughs> screw it. <laughs> screw what y'all yeah. think. Screw if my crew was only here for the fame. Screw it if they were only with me because of, of what they received from me. I need a new crew. You know, and that's what Jesus went got yes. to it. Like, I need a new posse. I need some people that's going to be able to go to where I'm going. And it doesn't mean that we lose. We actually gain mm. what God has actually called us to do yeah. and called us yeah. into. Yeah, that's that's true. I always remember uh, what my mom used to say, even when I was younger, she used to say only what you do for Christ, baby, (laughs) will last. And so that's something that I held on to, because just like you, JJ, and just like you, Pastor Carlos, I also had a screw it moment. Uh, I was in the stand up comedy industry. Now, here I am. You know, I'm I'm out in Hollywood. I'm with the Wayne brothers. I'm with Mark Curry. I'm with Fine. I'm with YouTube space. Just a bunch of things uh, that that I have going on. And 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 every time I would go up to do a stand up show, Every time I would go up to uh, present a gig or anything, I would always feel the Holy Spirit pull on me. And I would always say, am I supposed to really be doing this? And, you know, I would look at people laughing and all this stuff and see that was great. But I just felt this emptiness inside of me. And so uh, uh, wanting to go back to ministry was was a harder step for me, because now here I am. Here's a guy who has content on social media. uh, That's that 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 is. Uh, derogatory and it, it's, you know, comedy and all these type of things. And then you want me to go into ministry. So I'm, you know, at this place where I'm asking God, what do you want me to do? You know, here I am. I'm a guy, I got tattoos on my face, tattoos on my neck. And I'm just like, I don't look like the part that God wants me uh, to be in. And so I just begin yeah. to take that step and say, screw it. Screw mm-hmm. what people think. Screw how people feel. Screw what people may say and move forward in what God has for me. And now because I made that decision, that screw it moment, now I'm on the journey that God wants for me. And so I think that it's important that people like you, JJ, people like you, Pastor Carlos, and also myself share with people that at that moment, you may not look like uh, what it is God is calling you to. You may not have the the the, the talk or, or you may not be able to understand all these things, but if you would just move forward in that manner, God says, I'll do the rest. I just need you to make that step. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for all three of us to make that step and say, you know what, screw it. Now it's crazy because now we look like, and now we sound like, or whatever it is that God has for us, but it, it didn't just happen like this. We had to yeah. make that first decision and, and now it looks different. Mm-hmm. So now here I am, no tattoos on my face, no tattoos on my <laughs> neck. Uh, God is God, God, when he does a work, he does a work. And so, um, I thank God for that screw it moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I see yeah. Pascal looking at my face like, where were the tattoos? Yeah, where, 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 <laughs> they were here. here. I got to be raced. <laughs> Look at God. Wow. <laughs> Throw it to the left as what? far as the west and as far as the east. <laughs> what a great testimony. Yeah. So, JJ, let me ask this question because this is this is something I struggle with. I've been, I'm celebrating this month, 10 years of, of pastoral ministry. Woo! 10 years. 10 years, uh, 10 years yes. of pastoral ministry. Uh, the first four or five of those years, I struggled with my identity. Uh, as a pastor, you know, uh, being black, uh, being in the South, uh, there are certain uh, characteristics of a pastor, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, certain look. When people say pastor, you know, they see the guy in a three-piece suit. They got the little hum going. You know, they can, they can hoop. They can probably <laughs> sing a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, 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 they may stutter. You know, I mean, all of these things that 
good people did, there were their own, you know, things that they struggled with. Like, I don't know who, uh, even the hooping came from a guy that preached that had asthma. And now, you know, people are, <gasps> you know, and so we have all of these like antics, right? Characteristics and, and, oh, if I, if I speak like this, then, you know, older people will listen or, and so being 25, uh, being a pastor, uh, I, I often struggle with my identity. Like, who am I? And so I went through phases of dressing up in suits. I went through phases of wearing robes. I went through uh, phases of doing my hair different types of ways, my, my facial, just so that I could look older, right? Just so that I could uh, appear to be qualified for what God was calling wow. me to do. And God told me, he was like, I didn't make you like that. Like, that's not that's not who I created. I created you. I don't know who you're trying to be. But I was I was struggling to find my identity because I didn't feel like I was validated in who I was at the time. And so I went through that struggle of what should I look like? What should I talk like? How should I, I move? What should I do? Even when I show up, you know, what should I wear? Because I want people to respect me. Uh, do you do you have those issues at all, JJ, with just this image or what that's supposed to look like? Or have you ever battled with that? Oh, yeah. Um, when I first recognized it was when I was getting ready to release my book. And I remember, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gary V. He's uh -huh. like a marketing guru. But um, I remember reaching out one day and I actually reached out and I said, how are people going to accept a girl who has tattoos, shaved hair, and, you know, plays all the craziest music you could ever think of on the radio? And I'm about to release this book about healing. <laughs> and I, I remember him telling me just, be your authentic self because you being genuinely who you are is always going to win. That's who God designed you to be. Like mm -hmm. he, he ain't messed that up. Right. And, um, and so I had to, I had to change that. Um, even you're right. When you look at other ministries, I had to stop with the comparison. You know, there are people who I love to listen to. I'm a, I love Christine Kane. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a, I, I and I love her because we are so parallel in the work that we do. She has her nonprofit for you know helping uh, with human trafficking. That's where she started, right? And then she became and and then she got into ministry. Um, uh, Michael Todd and Michael Todd. I love that Pastor Michael Todd would tell you like I had no intentions. You know I'm doing this little little bitty group. Who knew that it was going to grow into this? And right. um, he had people prophesy over his life that said, "No, there's a bigger plan for you. I know you want to be a music producer, but yeah. <laughs> actually yeah. you're going to be doing this." <laughs> and so I'm, I'm just hearing other people's testimonies, just like yours. Um, has helped me to be more accepting, getting in my word and like reading the stories of other people in the in the word who weren't at all. I mean, David wasn't at all the person they thought was qualified, right? Like you go, right. who gonna yeah. be king? <laughs> like, yeah. And that I mean, like I mean, look, think of how many stories are in the Bible where people just were brought to a certain place by God who you would have never thought would have been there, Paul. And so it's like, when I read those things, then it, it helps to seal the deal, right? It's like uh, the confirmation that 
I too am in the right place, regardless of what it looks like to others, regardless of what it even looks like to me at times, like just be confident and stand in, in what God has told you he, uh, he has for you and your purpose. And yeah. even though it doesn't always look like what it, what you feel like it's supposed to look like. Oh, that's good. God is sitting back like, it looks exactly like I planned it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you wearing that? Yeah. That's not you. That's, that's not ah, you. He was up there. Like I was reading your book like, no, don't do it. That's good. <laughs> and, and what happens yeah. is, is when we try to uh, take away our true identity, we actually miss the very people who God was trying to get us to reach. Yeah. You know, I come from a background when I was younger, I, I would fight. I was a fighter. Uh, I come from a background where, uh, you know, we, we, we would handle things. And, and I, I believe, and I always tell people that when you come from those type of background, God says, I don't want you to lose your fighting spirit. Yeah, no, I want I you to fight that. for the kingdom, you know, with yeah. addictions. Yeah. I don't want you to lose your addiction. I want you to be addicted to, to Christ, you know, addicted to me. And so, and so that's the very thing that we missed, you know, even for me, I would always say, well, you know, uh, should I wear suits? And, you know, when I walk up and I tell people, yeah, I'm a pastor, they'd be like, pastor where? <laughs> like, or, 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 or you know, when I begin to speak or they begin to see, uh, you know, what I've done and, and not judge me by what I'm wearing or the tattoos that I have on my arms, uh, then they say, okay, well, man, maybe I can, maybe yeah. God can use me. If they, if he can use that person who's been to prison, if he can use that person who had tattoos everywhere, if he can use that person who's done this and done that, then maybe he can use me. Yeah. And I think that when we try to cover those things up, yeah. we, we miss that very vulnerable, but that very vulnerable moment where someone else can be blessed by it. Yeah. And so, you know, for, yeah. for you, JJ, you can be telling people, you know, I have a bunch of bruises on my body, although you don't don't see them. Although mm. I'm without bruises, I've had these bruises. And let me tell you how I was able to, to get through it, how I identified it and how I healed from it. But if you've never had yeah. those bruises and you try to cover up those bruises, people don't know that you have those bruises. I always tell people that, that, um, bruises and 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 uh, scars are beautiful because they show signs of healing yeah but if i try to hide those then how would anyone ever know that i went through a right. serious situation where if i was healed i wouldn't yeah. even be here yeah and so i think that, yeah. that i think that god wants people like jj simmons like carlos jones like jordan jones like david uh uh, uh the shepherd even jesus like anything good come out of yeah that? yeah jesus. man all, all throughout the bible here, all right. throughout <laughs> the bible we see god we see god not not using people who are quali who are who are qualified but he's calling people and he's qualifying them you know what uh jj this is this is just hit me uh people cannot validate you no no they can't they can't oh my god can't. no people, they can't people can't they cannot validate and so we 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 serve people and we look for their validation and that's how we know if we're on the right track when we wake up in the morning and we're putting on something and we're wondering, are they going to like this? Right. We're serving those people. Mm -hmm. But when you put your clothes mm -hmm. on and when you get, you know, your records ready, you're going to say, is God, does God validate this? Is he going to be pleased with this? And I think when we ask ourselves that question, it will eliminate a lot of stress in our minds. If I'm trying to please my mom who doesn't like me, if I'm trying to please my boss who doesn't like me or even my kids who are mad at me, we will find ourselves in tough situations, but we can say, I'm doing my best unto God. I'm serving God with this particular thing. If I do this for God and we can walk out of our house and say, you know what? I have the assurance, assurance. that I am going to, to give this, this what I have unto God. I think God blesses that. Yeah. He blesses. And, and he, he yeah. to that area. So that's, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad that we, we can share in this. So what's next for you, JJ? What, what, what's the future for you? 
Well, um, woof. <laughs> you know, I, I'm building out courses and content to help people heal from narcissistic abuse. Um, I have a, a free webinar that I'm doing it at the end of September. I have a, um, a course I'm getting ready to launch in January. Okay. Um, I am, I'm just following God's lead. Like this is a different space. I am so much more confident right now. And, and what God is leading me to do, like it is, there are times I can't sleep at night. Cause I'm just, ideas are just pouring out of me. And I'm like, Oh man, this is, <laughs> this is great. Like it's just all coming together, but I'm still, I'm, I'm just faithful. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what's coming. That's I know good. what I've heard God tell me. I'm going to be traveling the world and making an impact and and helping um, people to to break these chains and generational curses. Mm. Um, and I know that that is something that God has for me. I know that I'm traveling, and He showed me a little taste of it last year at the most unexpected time. But um, I don't know. And I'm good with not knowing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best place. That's actually the best place. It's the most uncomfortable place uh, when you don't know how to trust God, but it's actually the best place when you know that he's in control. Uh, Because when you think you know where you're going, you're probably headed in the wrong direction. (laughs) So so I'm okay with it. I don't know. They say, if you want to make God laugh, tell them about your plans. (laughs) Tell them what you got. Exactly. Uh, so JJ, yeah. tell us about those messages you're writing in your Sunday space with God. Oh man, I I am really reflecting on a lot of what we talked about today, and just using my own personal testimony of you know leaving my job to to live in my purpose, to walk away from money, and to tell myself, you know what, money, what's more important? Is it going to be money or is it going to be working for God and doing what God has called you to do? Um, So I have been building out messages around that. Um, I have a lot of, uh, obviously I told you we're talking about ministry. So I'm I'm writing a lot of faith-based messages and wrapping it into healing from narcissistic abuse too. Okay. Not, and not who knows? I'm, huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, Go ahead, ahead, JJ. And I have. Uh, I'm working on another book, a gratitude journal. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm. I'm working. I'm working hard. <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you this: When you uh, preach your first sermon, will it have hooping, and will you do your one guy set, or are you gonna keep that out? <laughs> My first sermon might just be me sitting on a stool. Like, let me tell y'all. You're going to be authentically <laughs> yourself, right? That should be like Sarah Jakes. <laughs> and, <laughs> what else is good? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one thing that I do love about the work that I've done is just being able to be free and to be myself. Like, people receive it better, right? They take those nuggets home and they really sink in when you are just being real and being you. Yeah, th- those are so true. You're you're yeah. very, very right about no, that. That's good. That's good. Now, what ministry are you a part of, JJ? 
My home church is Fountain of Praise. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, the whole pandemic has me exploring other ministries online, but that's my home church. Does uh, does Pastor Remus know that you um, are walking into a different calling? Nobody, nobody. Oh, Pastor Mia. Pastor Mia knows. Okay. Pastor Mia knows. Um, are they uh, shaping I, that, or does she just know? She just knows. Okay. I think she just knows, and hopefully, I can get some some guidance soon, um, so that I can I can make sure I'm doing it right. Okay, okay, okay. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, I have a question here from the producer, um, and it says, "How to finance ministry? Be a business." Yeah. So, okay. So she wants me to talk about uh, some of the things I do. Okay. So I am a pastor. That is one of the things that I do. Uh, I also am a business owner. I I rent exotic cars out to uh, people. Pastor Jordan is a business owner too. He rents exotic cars out. So if you see us in in exotic cars, it's not because we are pimping the church uh, for money. It's because we are businessmen. (laughs) We we are, we we know what people like. And so we offer those services uh, to other people. Uh, we also do some uh, investments um, uh, with options, stock options and things of that sort that that kind of bring money in. And so God has shown me a different level of uh, business management. If you look at Proverbs um, in the book of Proverbs, it really teaches you about wisdom and how to manage business and to do those yes, things. And, and one of the, the, the things that I I see that happen in with people in our community is that we try to survive off of the ministry. Um, and if people are giving that week, then we do good. So one of the things I about I would never do when I was growing up, my dad was a pastor. And uh, if we had a good love offering that week, it was a great week. But if we got twenty dollars, then we had twenty dollars for the week. And I was like, I'll never do that. Like, I, I will never be in that situation. I'm glad I saw that. <laughs> Because God has shown me that there are so many different ways for you to be able to be uh, be godly in the workplace uh, and be able to to bring monetary gain back to the house uh, while still doing your calling. And so I am multidimensional when it comes to business and ministry. And you look at many of the great people, T.D. Jakes. He's not just a pastor. He's a you know, he produces movie. He does all types of things. And so God has blessed us with these 24 hours in the day. And it does not just have to be praying and uh, visiting the sick. There are some other things that we can do uh, to be able to support ourselves, but also be a bigger influence in a different sphere and space. Because sometimes we offer things to people that may hit a different audience than our church may look like. And so, you know, money is at this point, I see money as it, money is out there. It's, it's there. It's just what are you going to do uh, with your platform and ministry to be able to do what you need to do for your family? And so I, I heard you talk about walking away from uh, an income, but you don't know what you're going to walk into uh, with what God That's is true. doing in that season. So talk to us a little bit about what your your plans are to do monetarily uh, for that as you kind of venture out. Or do you already have some things that are kind of kind of going on there? Uh, you know, I'm learning. My my brother is a day trader, so I've been learning during this quarantine time how to day trade, which has been great. Um, I think one of the biggest points I can give is just to focus on abundance and not worry. And mm. it's and that 
they practice, right? Like, (laughs) because when you don't see nothing there, it is so very hard. And even leaving radio, you know, just being real, I wiped out my entire 401k because I wasn't, I left when um, not having a plan. Mm. And and uh, time went on. I was like, I still got money. I still got money. I'm good. Like, you know, two years went by. I was like, oh, ooh, all right. And so I've had to, I've had to learn. No one ever taught me about money. So I, except for how to spend it. So, and I'm not a person who gets into stuff. So I don't spend a lot of money on experiences. And so now I'm learning to value my money and to uh, be a better steward of my money. And uh, and to focus on abundance. So I don't worry anymore about how things are going to come about because God has not failed me ever. Not once in my entire life. There has not been a bill that hasn't gotten paid, even when there was nothing in my bank account. It still happened. So um, trusting God for it. Really trusting God for it. Good. That's good. Well, Pastor Jordan, I think we got a, a minute or so left. Do you want to hit us with anything with God's provision or anything that you have to share? Well, I just want to let all of the viewers and listeners know, please make sure that you stay connected and stay tuned with us. Hey, listen, guys, you all know that our slogan here is that in life, we all go through it. Just do it. Screw it. So we pray that you go about your weeks blessed. Always remember to love, live, and lead. And lead. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, JJ. We Thank you, Miss JJ. See you in the streets. Hopefully, we can partner some way in the future uh, to be able to to continue to expand the message and and be able to absolutely. I'm sending you guys really big hugs, big quarantine, six yes, feet away yeah. hugs <laughs> with my mask. Oh, <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us about your your. Um, your things for sale. You've got a few books, three or four books and a journal. Go ahead and uh, oh, show yeah. All my books are up on the website. You can catch it. JJ on the without bruises, respect my crown all falls down. No matter what you are going through in your life, there's a scripture that can help push it through. Mm-hmm. And I put together scriptures. If you're dealing with a crazy boss, if you're dealing with being fearful, whatever it is, it's, it's in the yeah. word. And, um, you could check that out, jjonthemic.com. JJ on the mic, we thank you so much. And of course, uh, get the Screw It book. Uh, it will change your life. It'll change your single life and your married life. And uh, we are here to help you change your life. So remember to love, live, and, and leave. leave. Peace. Thanks for joining the Screw It podcast with the Joneses, Carlos and Jordan Jones. If you've ever come face to face with faith or failure, this podcast is for you. Keep up with the podcast. Follow the Screw It Podcast hashtag. Get the book. Available now on Amazon. And join us for another episode real soon.